Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Kathy Sudeikis. Kathy is the Vice President of Corporate Relations for Ascendus Vacation Travel and a former ASTA president that is American Society of Travel Advisors. She is not only a travel agent to the stars, she also happens to be related to some rather uh, recognizable celebrities. So yay! Hi, Kathy. Good morning. Good to see you. So I am very excited about this because I am a huge Ted Lasso fan. I am surrounded by Ted Lasso fans. And your son, Jason, happens to star in Ted Lasso. (laughs) And this is just way too much fun right now. I am just so excited to get to talk to you and maybe learn a little bit about Ted Lasso when he was a little guy. And, you know, where, where did you first recognize that Jason's got that acting gene? So... Go, Kathy. Tell us more. <laughs> well, uh, Jason's our eldest child, and actually all three of our kids are doing incredible things. But um, Jason just has the highest profile. But for years, he has said when he comes home to Kansas City that my mother is more well-known in the town because I have a lot of media opportunities and from the travel business. And one of his sisters is uh, a dancer choreographer and uh world-renowned, living in New York City with their own business. And uh, and the youngest was a Catholic nun for a little bit. So she has that whole religious community under her belt. So okay, he would say the, he was the least known. What are the sisters' names? Kristen is the dancer and choreographer. She's speaking at Adweek today in New York City, which is pretty special. Uh, and uh, Lindsay is the youngest. She is living in Ireland at the moment. Do home anytime. Oh my God. So you're like <laughs> awesome mom. Oh, what, thanks. What, but uh, what, you know, what have you I'm done? <laughs> they, uh, oh, God. and people ask my husband and I that question regularly. Um, we're just really blessed, really good kids. Um, Dan's mom, my husband's wife and mother lived with us for a long time when they were sort of five to nine, 10, 11, 12. And, um, so she would sit and, and spend time with them. And we got to go out still on a Friday night because we had a built-in babysitter. She didn't babysit all the time, but she was she was there. So it kept us in a healthy, busy relationship with our peers. And and certainly the the manners and, and discipline and pleasant uh, personalities seem to have been tempered by some of the stuff that she gave to their lives. And, and not sure I loved it at the moment, but definitely pleased as punch to look back and reflect fondly on, on what an impact she must've made on these kids. Oh God, that is really sweet. Yeah. I mean, and well, grandparents, you know, they just, spoil. I mean, mine spoil the heck out of my daughter. So yay for grandparents. (laughs) I agree. So, I mean, you've got these amazing children and when they were younger, do you feel like there were times that you were thinking, this one's going to be this, this one's going to be that? Because I, I, and I know more about Jason than everybody else, but Jason was not acting in high school, was he? He was more of a sports guy. Absolutely. He thought the NBA was going to find him here in Overland Park, Kansas. 
And I remember a sixth grade teacher suggesting that he turn in his English paper in case the NBA just didn't make it this far. <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of fun stuff. He does tell a great story. Um, the Screen Actors Guild, everyone's called an actor, the males and the females, and they usually give a little uh, quip, a, a, you know, a four sentence kind of intro for themselves and then say, I'm an actor. And his was, uh, my mother took me to uh, an audition for uh, the little guy in Music Man, and I guess they liked me, um, and they asked me to read a side, and I said, oh, okay, but I can't read yet. <laughs> oh, my gosh, how <laughs> so they funny. They got him zippity-doo-dah, <laughs> and <laughs> didn't get the job, but I guess I, uh, she said, he said that's, uh, I must have had that in mind for him all along, so that's kind of funny. I. I vaguely remember it, but our kids were active. The girls were active in the arts and dancing and, well, sports, too. It was a busy house. I bet. Yes. So pre all of this, though, you, I mean, were you the beginning of all of this? Because you have been a travel agent to the stars for quite a while. And there's a younger brother who happened to be a big time character on Cheers, Norm, right? <laughs> Norm, who always had some of the best lines ever when people asked him how he was doing. I mean- Three cheeks, so what's shaking? Three cheeks and a couple of chins. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It, I mean, I have to revisit that show. That was one of my most favorite shows as well. So I'm like, I'm all starry-eyed with you right now, Kathy. I really am not going to lie. But- um, the tell me, I mean, were you the were you the catalyst for all the celebrityism in your family? Oh my gosh, no! Um, come from a long, long heritage of uh, a grandfather that was in vaudeville and and was a photographer of note. Um, took a very famous picture in in 1928 that still hangs in the. Um, in down in in Washington in one of the um, fabulous museums, his wife was a character. My mother was an only child, and they used to do skits like somebody get mad at somebody in a bar and cause a scene <laughs> and all sorts of just crazy things. My grandfather was a dancer. On my father's side, they were they were very German and very very strict. But my dad was um, sang in something called the Paulist Choir, which is uh, the young boys and the little bows and like the Vienna boys choir when he was on. So I don't have the voice, but <laughs> some of them, some of my seven siblings, or six siblings, I'm seven, um, have have that talent as well. And it's very, very, very hard to get to the top of the hill in our in our family. I mean, George <laughs> is doing cheers. Uh, I'm I'm having the chance to appear on the Today Show and things like that. My mom's friends would say, you and your darn kids on television. I'm sick of it. Oh, <laughs> my really, gosh. One daughter is uh, married to the mayor of her city. Another one to a, a prominent attorney. And she has seven kids. I mean, like crazy. So the seven of us are all married. So that's 14. And then our generation had 26 grandchildren. And now the next group is into it. And we have a... Um, a group of 74. One of my nephews was just a finalist for a Pulitzer Prize at 29 years old. Oh, yeah. Oh my it's, gosh. it's like not not normal. And, and all of us acknowledge and recognize 
that um, this is unique and special and they do it for each other. They do it um, for the good of the family. We have a summer reunion that we call Nana Palooza because my mom was the Nana. Oh, I <laughs> and, love uh, that. The first year we planned it after her death, it turned out to be Lollapalooza weekend in Chicago. Please, you don't take college kids away from Lollapalooza. <laughs> it paid $700 for a week's pass. So now we have to pick the date, <laughs> pick the destination, uh, call everybody to get together and be sure it's not a, a big event like a, a Lollapalooza. So it's it's uh, funny, but 74 this summer. Um, Dang. It, it, uh, yeah, on Lake Michigan, six houses because each house, each family had kind of their big house. And we had a big house with a, a pool and six bedrooms and a fire pit. It was fabulous. And oh, remember fun. the sweatshirt that Jason wore, the hoodie, when he accepted the Golden Globe? Is well, that it's, a special it's a one? piece of merchandise from his sister's company called Forward Space in New York City. And she had 75 made. We all got them. Each family got their stack of sizes. So one of the other nieces, cousins for them did all that planning and all the sizes. And uh, we wore them all in the family picture. It's really quite cute. And on the back, it says, specially made for Nana Palooza 2021. So we all turned around and did hands up too. That's that's the finishing picture. It's so fun. Right. You guys sound like a, like, crazy fun family to <laughs> hang out with. But before we started this podcast, you were saying, you, you know, your I think it was your daughter was like, don't stress out over Thanksgiving. Are you serving 74 people? <laughs> no, no, no. But in, in, in the summer reunion, I'm the drill sergeant and people sign up for lunch or dinner each day. And when you sign up for lunch or dinner each day, you are serving 50 adults and 24 kids. Dang. So yeah, it's a it's a commitment, but it's but it's fun. I mean, we have to be that organized or it would be a bedlam. So Oh my gosh, yes, with that many people, absolutely. You you might as well you could go into event planning. That's a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what a travel agent does, you know. And exactly. Quite honestly, Miss, my specialty has been for many years multi-generational travel. Because um, family reunions aren't in backyards anymore. You know, they're they're off on a cruise, which is the most recognizable and easy way to take a multi-generational trip. But Disney's tried to come up with ways to make it happen as well, because they realize people don't want to be together all the time, but they want to be able to share things some of the time. Right. And so a dinner table, if Nana's paying, you know, every kid has to sit at Nana's table at one point. So it's a rotating Aww. dining room and, and on the cruise ship. And um, and she gets to share uh, vichyssoise and uh, white tablecloths and napkins versus, you know, nobody goes to the club anymore for Thanksgiving or Easter or those kind of holidays. So it's a really great um, educational experience. And I have been doing that for almost 25 years. So, and That's I joke cool. that I had my own lab <laughs> at the very <laughs> beginning. So uh, one of the favorite things I love to do, Mish, is when a family um, travels and grandma's usually involved or grandma and grandpa, it's a 50th wedding anniversary because people are more interested in experiences and being with their grandchildren because we're not all living near each other, Right, is that I would have t-shirts made for them that said, 
uh, you know, Smith family reunion, 2041, whatever. And on the back, it'd say, I'm grandma's favorite. I'm grandma's favorite. And everybody gets one and hers says, I'm grandma. Oh my God. So, <laughs> so it's really fun. I, I am just amazed at how, I mean, that's really cool. And I, and my guess is you always go above and beyond for your folks and you've got all this. So you do this whole family generational type thing, but I believe you also have worked with some other celebrities and their yeah, travel plans very... throughout the years. <laughs> well, interestingly enough, when my brother was first um, going to California and meeting with his peers on the early days of Cheers, um, while Danny DeVito was well known, his wife Rhea Perlman was not well known, Ted Danson wasn't necessarily well known, um, John Ratzenberger. And so as these guys became more successful and more visible, um, you know, they were worried about being taken advantage of sometimes. So they wanted a travel agent that they could trust. And my brother George would keep saying it, it, it table readings and stuff. My, my sister's a travel agent. My sister's, a, they could have cared Aww. less. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then finally she said, and this is a whole another crazy story, but she said, well, she's Yul Brenner's travel agent. She's legit. <laughs> so like, right. they finally started calling and asking me for the impossible, like, oh, a house in Cape Cod for, for Labor Day weekend, you know, on the 1st of <laughs> August and, and things. And knock on wood, I'm here in Kansas City and in the middle of the country. So the contacts I use to name drop <laughs> are not the same people that the East Coast and West Coast are using. So I was able to milk that a little bit and not get as many no's and, you know, pull off those kinds of things. But then the demands got crazier and crazier. A hotel with room service, but no elevator, because if they got Danny DeVito got spotted in an elevator, it was, it was a nightmare. But anyway, it's um, they were all so gracious and all so fun and all so lovely. And we did so many fun things with them and for them that... Um, you know, I sort of missed that. And and the same thing with the opportunity I had to do um, Broadway shows on tour. So uh, if oh, that, was, cool. uh, that was how I ran my life when my kids were in dance classes and basketball practices. I'd go to the office, say 930. I'd work all the way through at 10 to 3. I'd have an alarm go off. It would go off. I'd go, today's Tuesday. Who's on first? Am I driving? <laughs> dance, soccer, football, basketball, or just to the dance studio. At 3.15, I'd pick them up because that just brought me to into my senses. I'd take everybody wherever they were going to be, and I'd come back to the office and work the West Coast where it was just coming, you know, coming on noon for those people. So it was, uh, it was a, a real, um, a real challenge and lots of fun, lots of fun. I mean, I saw six phantoms uh, over the years and oh, yeah. music and um, oh gosh, as I said, the King and I, I did not only Yul Brenner's travel right till his um, passing and sending his ashes to Normandy to be scattered. Um, but uh, I also had the chance to do Nureyev as, as the King and, and that kind of stuff. So. It was, How and fun. in those days, they were real paper tickets that I was oh, FedExing, yeah. and they'd get them in their paychecks right. on Saturday. They'd have Sunday off, and they'd travel on Monday. So it was back, just back in the day. 
pre, back in the day. Pre-everything digital. I love it. So I, I want to touch upon Ted because I'm sure, That's what we're talking about. I, well, no, but I'm also kind of obsessed. So Ted Lasso, I mean, I mean I'm going to guess you watch every single episode. Yes, and he has not shared one iota of the uh, of the cast moments and and the storyline. More importantly, um, the most we know is what everyone's known. Well, yeah, and I don't want to know because I like no, I want to three series arc. Right, I just I love is, the experience <laughs> of not knowing and being surprised. I right, I agree. So I was waiting on bated breath to see if he what who if he ended up with somebody. Right. <laughs> yes. Well, and all right. Anybody out there who has not watched Ted Lasso and thinking they're going to watch it, we may have some spoilers here. So just so you know, but um, Nate. Ooh. Ooh. Let me Nate. tell you an inside story about some of that stuff. Apparently, uh, some aficionado posted that season one started with a head on shot of Nate. Oh, of, of Hannah Waddingham as Rebecca okay. and finished with a head on sh- headshot of, of Hannah. Um, so, you know, the synergy there and the second season started with Nate as the, uh, as the feature in the very first shot off the bat and ends with Nate with the gray hair. Yeah. So it's interesting. And, and who knows what season three will bring? Cause he says we had a middle, a beginning and an end and that's all we're doing. So everyone's a little bit anxious about that. Well, and the characters, you know, whenever there's a show that I so care about these characters, it, I love that. That's like the kind of show that you can get lost in. And then, then you're also watching these characters grow and learn and hopefully become better. This is why I'm going, oh, Nate, what's going on? <laughs> but um, but it it's so interesting how much you just care about these characters. Like they become like real people to you where you're talking about them. Like, you know, I mean, me and my buddies do. I, I uh, have a very good friend in business, my business consultant, as well as Josh Levy. And Josh, I think, start out almost every Monday morning on a call with some of our peers and did you watch Ted? Did you watch it? I mean, I don't know if our peers appreciate it as much as we do because we have to talk about it. But I feel like you know I have to do my own therapy around it because I get, I get all caught up in what's going on with these characters. How these people they they personify their characters so and envelop them and just become them almost, but not really. I, I, we have had the blessing to meet them on the season two premiere, Chris, it snuck in on, on August of, of two years ago, written in 2015. So this denouement about um, being kind and the world being so cruel in 2021 was really not part of the um, the game plan at the very really? beginning. Really? wrote it in 20, 2015, sat on a shelf like many a good TV series, and uh, the link up between Bill Lawrence, who had successful TV series on ABC, he, um, oh gosh, he, he did a number of scrubs and okay. Mr. Mayor and all sorts of things. He came to Jason um, and, and said, I've got a pilot I'd like you to consider starring in. And he loves, I mean, I've heard him tell the story a couple of times. Jason just said, no. <laughs> No, thank you. No, thank you. And um, 
and and then Jason said, but I've got this thing on the shelf. Would you be interested in, in looking at that? So he did, and he started pitching. Of course, the tra- streaming services were just starting. So there was a new audience to pitch the series to. And when Apple bought in, off they went. And uh, so it snuck up on people. I think Apple TV was hoping that the Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston show um, the morning show was going to be their flagpole. Right. And uh, and it was lovely. And it won about four Emmys. But, right. It's but a great show. Capture the imagination like this did. So um, they, uh, you know, they snuck in on under the wire in August and, and played for 12, 10 weeks that time. And uh, and it was everyone started word of mouth falling in love and around the world. If you remember at the very end of the show, there's all those credits of people playing the voices in France and Germany and Russia and Greece, right? And Spain and and you know it's playing in that many countries, so it's really kind of fun. And and they're not dubbed; they're the they're actually speaking the same lines. Oh in my gosh! Cool. So, so it snuck up like that, and then this year for the second season um, premiere, they did have a big party that even Tim Cook from Apple showed up. But that's how we got to meet the cast, because, of course, last year there was no travel to the UK. The smuggler right. tried to get there <laughs> for sure. Right, right. And, uh, tried every travel agency trick in the book. Madam, you'll spend five days in a hotel if you try to go for five days only. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I get- they are the people are charming lovely exactly as they portray hannah waddingham is five foot ten in her stocking feet and she's so tall and is that her real voice that she's singing yes she was a big star in on the west end of the uk and do do you hear the story that she was in game of thrones as a character actress she's the one that brought the um, lead character, I'm not a real big fan of it, but it went shame, shame, Oh, really? So that's her in kind of a nun headdress, yeah. And she was the lead on Broadway in Spamalot, the uh, original Python thing. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, she's had a wonderful career. But of course, none of these British actors have had the opportunity to, um, to break out and to have them all have Emmys now is a dream come true. No kidding. Yeah. But the talent is beyond on that show. The talent is just beyond. Everybody, how Rupert is so mean, and people ask if Jason really (laughs) played darts. And yes, he did with his father. He also does sleight of hand magic, which shows up every once in a while, and pool. So, um, you know, I anticipate seeing those kind of surprises from um, Ted Lasso as, as time goes through. But it's, it's really special. And and Brett Goldstein, I you must have heard this story. He was hired as a writer. He's British, hired as a writer for the show in that summer before. And uh, uh, by the end of the writing session, maybe two and a half months into it, he went home and made a tape for himself, an audition tape to send to the people to say, I could play that. Roy Kent character and did oh it didn't gosh. tell anybody and sort of just slipped it in and they were all flabbergasted and they said you are Roy Kent you just personify him so much so I asked 
you know, I wanted because they say he can't smile on the set because they all get giggly and laugh. <laughs> and Hannah says that that he she has to play to his ear because if she looks at him, they start to giggle and it's a mess. Well, but he's he so smiles hilarious. to the ear. So I I went up to him, put my hands on his shoulder, and let me see that smile. Can I see <laughs> <And> it? <laughs> special. Well, that melts my heart because he is he's so lovable, even though he growls and he's grumpy. He's like, I love how he growls. <laughs> but you know that. And, and that's what's so amazing is you just know there's so much heart. Like the people all have this heart, you know, and kindness makes a comeback, which is, you know, that's 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 the yeah. tagline for it. And we need it. We need the kindness makes a comeback. Um, we're we seeing any more breaking bad that, you know, terrible people who look like our uh, everyone else and then does such terrible things and, uh, you know, just villains in general and walking deads and we need, <laughs> we need love and, and kindness, and you know, and it's, it's, it's a tough gig right now to get it out there. I, th I think I was sharing with you um, before we we started recording about just that that knee jerk reaction. I'm seeing that in so many ways that people aren't just stopping and being thoughtful about what they're about to say on social media or what they're about to you know, say to anybody about anything, you know, and it's like a nurse wow. in a doctor's office, you know, they just are terrible. And, just and, and I guess what is, is an important thing. And I mean, maybe this will get through to some people, but don't allow yourself to do the knee jerk instead, stop and be thoughtful because you don't know the person in front of you. You don't know what they they're going through. You don't know their perspective on things. I mean, it's that whole feel of we're all in this together, folks, you know, can, 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 can we bring the kindness back? Watch Ted Lasso. Turns <laughs> <laughs> the other cheek quite a bit. You know, I think that even rustles people sometimes because some of this stuff is, is tough that he, he accepts and, and goes forward. Be on, he only accepts it because he knows they are going through something. And did you notice that almost all of those characters have daddy issues? The best daddy, like of, of Samuel Basanya in, in Nigeria, and who's so loving and whatever. And right. Jamie Hart has, you know, the, a really difficult, terrible father who, who uh, just cared about him as a commodity, as a yep. player. Right. And even Hannah's father was a, a special thing and didn't know that that um, Ted Lasso's father had had issues too. Yeah, and that was a big one, that one and that was revealed. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, was like, but, whoa. So there, there was a lot of um, resolving of those kinds of issues that are fun. People ask if my husband's still alive. He's very much alive and well. <laughs> that was not your, a true story. Your, your husband is Dan, right? Dan's like, yes, oh, look, is. I was a good dad. I swear to you. <laughs> just, just ask my wife. She knows everything. <laughs> well, kids. They that is an interesting insight. I, I, I'm going to pay attention to that more. No. And 
I did not notice that. I do notice, and I think, and I love this part of how we are normalizing the therapy through Dr. Sharon. And also like Dr. Sharon doesn't know everything. She too has her issues. You know, yes, she is a therapist, but we're all people with, with, we're trying to figure it out. You know, we're doing the best we can. We're trying to figure it out. We're not going to be perfect all the time, but you know, if we're people that learn from learn from our experiences and we, we don't keep doing the same old thing all the time, that's a good thing. It's really good. And haven't you always heard that people who go into that therapy sometimes have an issue that they're trying to resolve. Right. So, you know, so if they can not transfer their issues onto their clients, but use it as a healthy jumping off point and, and solve some of their own problems, it's a win-win for everyone. Well, it's absolutely fantastic. I love it all. Can I ask you some kind of wacky questions? Sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm so shy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I've noticed. <laughs> all right. So uh, you, you're surrounded by all this celebrity. Um, is there anything you've learned about that life that you found really surprising? Oh, gosh, how regular every one of them are. And um, having just those brushes with um, opportunity, a little more than the David Letterman, the guy in the in the audience who talks about his brush with uh, greatness. But yeah, it, we have been blessed, and we're all, always surprised at how um, well you've been sharing that Jason and the Ted Lasso character is so special to you, you know, and. Right. He, be special for you when he's just you know the kid and the dad and the for his own kids and the brother and when he's home and Paul Rudd's a Kansas City comedian uh as well and he is as regular as the day is long Eric Stone Street's from right here Rob Riggle's from right here and there's a lot of celebrities from there was in Anchorman and the five of them get together and do an event we're on our 12th year where they invite their friends to come to Kansas City, see the hometown atmosphere. They drink beer and eat barbecue and have a, uh, an auction with visits on sets and things. And we've raised over $12 million for Children's Mercy Hospital. Oh, my Mercy gosh, Hospital. that's awesome. Yeah, so you the guys. the boys are back in town kind of thing. The girls, oh my gosh. the mothers and sisters do all the heavy lifting. It's like going to McDonald's birthday party. The boys just show up. The hospital president says at a press conference, plays the music and say the boys are back in town and they take off and it's their weekend. Oh, how fun. (laughs) We're just in the throes of planning um, number 12. And that's what surprised me is, is they and their friends who come have come 10 of the 12 years kind of thing. They they repeat. They love going to the hospital. They love knowing that their money goes to something specific, pediatric cancer and Children's Mercy Hospital. And um, so they're happy to give back. They get to network. They get to meet Patrick Mahomes, don't you know? <laughs> and, so, and play a, a round of baseball on, actually on the big field at, at oh, the stadium. Cool. And uh, so, yeah, so it's a win-win for everybody. And I get to be all their travel agents. So I know where the bodies are buried. <laughs> there you go. I love it. So I'm Through- surprised that people are, don't just say nice guy, but don't have, don't, um, they're so excited. And I guess driving around with, 
with Norm in your car and having the <laughs> pulling up to a stoplight and having people overreact is kind of a training ground for this kind of thing. Does everyone <laughs> then when they see him is it's just that you go, Norm, does everybody do that too? Oh, <laughs> I'm absolutely. sure they do. You know, he can't buy a beer in a, in oh. a even 25 years later. I think it's 30 years later. And here's another fun thing. There's a whole generation of people who have no idea who Norm is. I and they, know. And they, but they know Jason. They know Ted Lasso and Saturday Night Live and all the crazy characters he got to play there. So I hope when he hosts Saturday Night Live this weekend, they're able to reprise some of the funnier ones. I don't know. Right. How do oh, Biden, that's so, I'm so excited general. about that one. I can't yeah. wait. I love, love, love it. And I have a question about some, some special days. We're, we're doing this on October 20th of 2021. What was yesterday? Gosh, out of nowhere, it was Jason Sudeikis Day in Overland Park, Kansas. How proud they were that he doesn't, uh, that he still carries the Midwest values and that he never forgets his hometown and his friends here and and loves to um, speak about uh, about them. I mean, there's so many, I think they call them Easter eggs now to the town and to our family in particular. And his mentor at Shawnee Mission West, which is one of the big Shawnee Mission high schools here, and Paul Rudd went there too. They had the oh same mentor. Her name was Sal Shiplin. She's still alive. She's a character. And for example, one time the upstairs neighbors were complaining about what was going on and he'd say, sorry, Mrs. Shipley. <laughs> <laughs> so there's all those kind of things. And in the last couple of episodes, he went into a church and he sat, he was late. So he sat in the very back of the church in the left-hand corner in the last row. And that's yeah. where my mother, my mother sat in that spot from day, I don't know, for the last 40 years. And we wanted really? to put the casket right there, <laughs> but they had us put a sprig of flowers instead. But yeah, that was an homage for sure. You oh know, my and gosh, they do a lot of, fun they do know Ted, like they do Norm, like the Cheers cast does Norm, they do Ted and there's a lot of fun things. My brother's advice to Jason was just get on a hit TV show and ride it out. Like that happens all the time. Yeah, well, you know, I've been trying and it just still hasn't happened. <laughs> yeah, it's wow. not, I mean, that's kind of crazy, but fun. Well, I think it is a very special thing. You hear a lot of um, celebrities talk about, you know, how special it is when they get to be on something that is that amazing, that has that kind of cast and, and that just affects the world in such this positive, beautiful way. And I don't think that comes along for all of those actors out there. Um, so it, it's it's good to know that these celebrities are really actually just regular people down to earth. They get that they're blessed. Um, that's That's a good thing. Oh, I agree. It's it's a wonderful surprise. I mean, we have our favorites. Josh Charles is a pretty good guy. And um, there's another really great heman that he a strong guy that I that Josh Hopkins is his name. And one time I typed my favorite and he, he responded, which is kind of fun. T Jake Tapper oh. comes, he responds and sends me 
three line emails all the time, you know, and, and fun things like that. His wife's from here in Kansas City. So, yeah, really regular. And part of this proclamation was his commitment to the greater Kansas City area and doing the big slick with his four compadres and raising so much money and the commitment they have to Children's Mercy Hospital and making the city more visible um, so that we can attract better doctors. You know, Kansas City is right. not an easy place to ask an East, East Coast uh, aficionado to drop everything and come to the heart of America. They still call us that square state in the Midwest. Um, <laughs> I get it. I'm in Missouri. Coach. Believe me, right. we're like, like now. We have amazing doctors. We've got all these great schools yeah, here. You do. But, you have you have that opportunity. But we're still working on trying to draw the best of the best because this research center for Children's Mercy is unique, and we help them buy a genome machine where they spin out everything, and they are um, they are a repository for the nation and for the country of every kind of cancer cell you could imagine. And um, so it's really, really cutting edge. And our money is that we give them is not from a foundation and not from a normal charity that has to be pigeonholed into the budget and that kind of stuff. Our money's found money for them so they can use it in the year that they, that we have the event and can use it for everything from um, orange juice in the parents' lobby room to new new beds in the cancer ward to making a commitment to this genome machine, which was so many millions of dollars. So I can't it's imagine. Oh my God. Well, you know, so my next question was actually, you kind of, you could have answered it with that one, but let's hear another one. Um, one of the questions I ask every guest is, is about kindness and, you know, just top of mind, something recent that you either received kindness, gave kindness, witnessed kindness. What's top of mind for you? Well, I think that we were overwhelmed by the kindnesses of the people in the cast who had flown across the pond and that kind of thing. But I think kindness has to start, you know, a whole lot closer to home. I am always flabbergasted when someone pays it forward at, at, you know, big boy or whatever, five guys hamburger and stuff like that. Yes, I love that too. I do. It it warms my heart every single time and forget about Hollywood. We've got to do it right where we are in our own backyard and, um, and just approach people like without the, the second guessing of, of they're having a bad day and that kind of stuff, just give them the benefit of the doubt for sure. Thank you for that. <laughs> I agree 100%. Well said. Thank you, Kathy. Oh, it's been a pleasure, Mish. Well, tell us about where people can find out about Ascendus Travel because that's that's an important part of your world. <laughs> it is. Ascendus Travel is Kansas City's largest travel agency, and we're really cutting edge in terms of how we communicate with our clients and how we uh, interact with our clients uh, on a day-to-day basis. Certainly we have been in the throes of the the mess that was uh, all of the quarantine and that kind of thing and the countries around the world being closed to tourists. But we have been on the corporate side doing fantastically businesses is back for the business to business relationships and in many ways. And in the vacation side, it's a little bit slower because while people had trips planned in 2021 and had trips planned in tw- that we backed up to 2021, right. and now having to take them to 2022, 
a vacation travel agent doesn't get a penny of the, their commission or remuneration until 30 days after the client has traveled. Okay. All so right. So we work in like little hum bumblebees, canceling, getting people's cash back, working through insurance claims, working to cancel and rebook people and families and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, no, no cash flow. And that's so unique. Travel's it's, it tough. It's so tough right yeah. now. And it, and I, and I get it. I mean, I, I'm, I miss it. I did get to go to Boston. I actually went to Cheers. <laughs> Cheers oh, bar. Well, fun, yeah. I went to, to my daughter and yeah. I went to uh, Boston and Maine for our, and I actually also pre COVID got to take her over to the UK and do the whole London experience, yeah. which that's part of my love for Ted Lass. I love that town. So it's just so much fun to know more about England and the whole soccer thing or well, football, <laughs> as we would say, um, as they would say there. Our grandchildren, Jason's two kids, um, Otis and Daisy are five and seven, and they're actually going to school in the UK. Really? So, yeah, it's really fun. They're now they're in LA right now in school, but they'll go for the next two semesters. Jan the January, I think they call them terms or something with like a three week break. But they'll go for two terms there. And Otis wears the proper little uniform with the black. Oh, that's and so fun! Little hat. Daisy wears Peter Pan collar with plaid and that kind of stuff. And they play cricket. And they, uh, you know meditate and they do all these interesting things i was trying to get from him part of his english experience because he's got long surfer hair asked him if people <laughs> made fun of him with that or his name or his english accent I had no luck but i finally said what are your friends names he said well i have a good friend named pip I thought, well, Pip. No. Pip. That's very <laughs> we English. finally hit on something you know universally british instead of uh universal in general Anyway, oh my gosh, uh, that's so cool. I think that has to be a great opportunity for them as well. So oh and how fun. Yeah, of course. That's going to be an amazing experience. And and I think it's important when kids have that worldly, when they get to experience other other places, like having that worldly view, I really do feel is part of instilling kindness. You know, getting to see from other perspectives and how other people live is important. I've had a motto for years that that surfaces every once in a while that travel is a passport to peace. Yes, you know, all through the yes. 70s and 80s and the world was, you know, fighting by religion and fighting by land masses and stuff. And, you know, the more we know about the people in Lebanon who have the same issues trying to make a better life for their children and having their clothes cleaned and go to the grocery store and struggling with bills on their desk and seeing how absolutely um, the same we are in our core, you know, living with an older mother and taking care of them, I mean, finding childcare, all of those things are just what's happening right here in our own backyard. And the more we can see that and feel that and understand that, it has to be the only way we move forward in the future. I agree a hundred percent. I mean, it's, it, I love that though. Travel is a passport to peace that you should, you should coin that one. That's yours. <laughs> I, I think I it. coined it from someone else. Actually. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, <laughs> whoever that other person is, thanks for that. Cause we love it. Um, and Ascendus is a great company. organization called the International In Institute of Peace Through Tourism. Which, which makes kind of sense. IIPT. Yeah. yeah. 
a lot of educators are are using that as a, as a tenant of their teaching. Peace, man. I love it. I love it. And just let me say real quick, I love Ascendus. I mean, I, I talked about my buddy Jeff over there, but Brent, the owner is amazing. I met Joe Curtis. So Brent Blake, Joe Curtis. Hi guys. Thank you for letting us borrow Kathy for this time. This has been amazing, but thank you, Kathy. Your, your time is greatly appreciated and go you and your family. I, oh, this thanks. has been a delight learning um, more about you and everybody in the family and, and the amazing, the generations of talent, you know, what a, what a creative fun group. It's a, it's a blessing. It's not something we take for granted. You know, we take for granted that family will support you, but not that we are entitled to any of this um, opportunity and, and chance at success. So that that's, a thrill for every cousin to have their um, first cousin win a win an Emmy award and no kidding any of that it's it's um, everyone revels in in each other's success so blessed with that awesome (laughs) well thank you ma'am I appreciate your time today it's been a pleasure Mish this is so fun I'm so glad that Jeff uh, found a way to connect us and um, I think I'm going to become a a fan of this podcast I would just love that. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> and I'm everyone, very pleased. Yes, and thank you. And, you know, just everybody out there. I mean, if you're not watching Ted Lasso, now's the time to watch it. You have to be intrigued if you haven't been watching it yet. And you're listening to Mishmash Podcast. I love all of you out there. Spread that kindness. Let's, let's really figure out how kindness can have a comeback. Love you all.